I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We welcome you all to a Roll to Cast RPG podcast in the world of Avatar Legends by Magpie Games. Starring Phil Harker-Smith as Zhang Pansong, Zola Allen as Clove Kehung, Sean Fleurl as Tariq, and Ellen Graham as Kana Hoshi. Story, GMing, and additional rules by Chris Bond. Design by Jack Sumner. Music by Gareth Chin. This is Homeland. everyone and welcome to Roll to Cast, a weekly TTRPG actual play podcast with trained actors, original music and homebrew campaigns. Each season explores a new tabletop role-playing game and this is season seven and we're playing Avatar Legends. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Chris and I'm going to be your DM. I'm going to go around the table very quickly and introduce everyone but I'd like to give the players and our audience the campaign name. (gasps) Oh, Oh, you you have have it? We got the scoop. Called Book One. Homeland. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, that makes. I like it. I like it. Damn so it, we've been greenlit it. for a book two already. Haven't we have. We, we yeah. have. Yeah. My name is Chris Bond. I'm going to be the GM GM for this this uh, game, and uh, we're going to go around the table and introduce uh, the players and a little bit about uh, the character that they're playing and their experience with Avatar. The Last Airbender and Cora. Let's go and introduce Phil. Hello, I'm Phil. I am playing uh, Zhang, Zhang Pansong, who is from the Earth Kingdom. He's Ooh. a 17-year-old boy from the Earth Kingdom uh, with a military background, uh, and he is a weapon fighter. So he doesn't have uh, bending, but uh, he's uh, he's trained under the militia of the Earth Kingdom and is ready to prove himself. This is your second in- introduction as a seventeen-year-old boy, isn't it? That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. In How an, long have you been seventeen? In an <laughs> earlier season, you were um, in Kids on Bikes, which was season five. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Seventeen um, forever, Phil. <laughs> so that that kid was very caring and and very nurturing, whereas uh, Zhang is uh, his playbook is the hammer. 
which means he is all about um, the limits of of force to uh, enact justice in the world and how that butts up against the uh, the care you have for the things that you want to protect. Very good. Uh, let's move on to Ellen. Oh. Hello, um, I am Ellen and I will be playing Kana, Kana Hoshi, who is a young firebender. She's 15 and uh, yeah, Jeez. I mean, already I'm, so I'm off young. on the wrong foot here. <laughs> Uh-oh. Lee, uh, Don't say. Yeah, she's, um, she's looking to right past wrongs. Her worldview and, and what she originally perceived the Fire Nation as has kind of been, been brought down around her. So she's looking to, to make some change in the world. Her playbook is the successor. Oh. So she's fighting against her own traditions, uh, whether she sways towards progress or falls back in line with tradition that's we'll see well it's up to you Ooh. people at home it's got nothing to do with you yeah votes <laughs> if you vote vote Kana at uh, 1-800 <laughs> patreon.com yeah that's right Sean yep. yeah my name is Sean I'm back for another season um, <laughs> good I, to have you back buddy oh, I'm glad I was cast again um, I will be playing the character Tariq Tariq is a waterbender from the northern water tribe in particular Tariq is 16 years old he's a bit of a scamp he's a bit of a scallywag he's a he's got a, a bit of a joking demeanor some might say but more importantly he has the playbook of the rogue and so he's constantly pushed between friendship and survival can he do it on his own or does he need a bit of a helping hand along the way we'll find out again vote at <laughs> <laughs> and finally we're going to introduce for the first time on roll to cast our special guest for this season Zola. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, welcome. My welcome. name is indeed Zola. Um, I am playing also an earthbender called Clove K. Hong. Um, she has the playbook of the Guardian, so she's suffered, uh, suffered a lot of personal loss in her life. So she kind of gets torn between um, trust and self-reliance. So at the moment, she's a very self-reliant character. And I guess it's if you want to vote for her, you'd be voting for her <laughs> to start to trust the other people. Um, her, like, her specific goal in like this campaign is to look after her ward, which is Zhang. Uh, so they have a connection together and she is very watchful and very protective They're of him. They're after Zola already. Oh yeah, you can hear the coppers. I didn't tell my mum I was here. (laughs) It's the Fire Nation. (laughs) Great. Um, Yeah, so we've got um, Zhang, who is from the Earth Kingdom. Yeah, he's a martial character. Yep. We have Kana, who is played by Ellen, who Mm -hmm. is a firebender. You got it. We have Tariq, who is a waterbender from the Northern Water Tribes. Yes. And we have. Um, Clove, who is a earthbender from the Earth Kingdom. So we have two characters from the Earth Kingdom. One's a bender, one isn't. Uh, one uses a weapon, one uses bending predominantly. And this takes place during the 100-year war. Yeah, so like no I said, airbenders. I feel like I've come to the wrong party. Um, <laughs> yeah, a bit <laughs> awkward, to be honest. <laughs> so we're right at the tail end of the 100-year war because it's 93 years into the war. And we have a Fire Nation which is getting close to taking large portions of the Earth Kingdom. We have Iroh as the crown prince mm-hmm. and uh, Luten, his son. Um, for those who are familiar with the TV show, the Siege of Ba Sing Se hasn't happened yet, but uh, things are getting spicy. Also, like, for those, for those not oh, familiar... Very- 
like I wasn't. Uh, Avatar's a TV show, by the way. Yeah, it's pretty good, eh? A little while ago, wasn't it? How long ago was Avatar? Uh, It came out 2005. Yeah, I was going to say, I was Mm. watching it while I was in primary school. I think 2005. Yeah, so it was a Nickelodeon television show, (laughs) heavily inspired by a lot of Asiatic um, cultures especially. Yeah. um, Went for three seasons, and uh, then there's also the spin-off. And inspired by the animation traditions of, of anime as well. Yes. Mm. Yes. It's like a yeah. Western anime yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Absolutely. Had a very successful live-action follow-up film as well. Yes. Oh. We don't speak its name. <laughs> Are you the Avatar, Ung? Sorry, I'll keep quoting that until the day I die. I haven't <laughs> seen it, thankfully. Yeah, neither have I. And I, I won't. <laughs> I don't think we've lost anything. But I will say that uh, for our audience, these seasons are usually marked with the explicit logo. Uh, in the podca- yes. in your podcast catcher, which means that they contain swearing. This season doesn't have that logo because we're going to do it clean. Mm. There aren't going to be any cussing. There's not going to be swearing. Which I- Lord help me! Uh-oh. No one told me this. There won't be um, anything gratuitous or anything adult that isn't appropriate for uh, a young, uh, yeah. a teen audience. Yeah. yeah. Um, like the TV show tackles larger themes and quite mature themes in some ways. We're going to be doing the same thing. But we're going to be approaching it with that same sensitivity and that same focus on making it approachable for young people. Yeah. Yeah. It's not an R-rated Avatar. This not is at a, all. This is a show, or Avatar is a show and, and the world is kind of about growth and learning as opposed to, you know, in, in, in this world there's always a third option. There's always some sort of kind of spiritual journey that that can be approached it's 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 about looking through the black and white and you know discovering which i think is really really cool for for work especially for young people and most importantly for our listeners this is a show that you can listen to particularly if you're an older person who's listened to previous seasons this is one that you can listen to with kids yes so if you uh have children of your own or grandchildren you have students (laughs) at your school or you know someone who's got a bunch of kids who might be looking to give them something to listen to, this is a perfect season for them to listen to. Or if you're an iPad baby, chuck it on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, my goodness. If, if they haven't, and, and, and if you've got kids and, he, and they haven't watched Avatar TV show, it is an amazing show. It's oh, so good. 10 out of 10 recommend. I think we've all been re-watching it. Or for, in <laughs> some, Speak for yourself. Yeah, in some instances watching it for the very first time. And and oh, my gosh, it just it just has a way of, of really great emotional storytelling Mm. it's never yes it is simple in in its ways of tackling themes but it's so good it's like it's it's like italian food right where it's like just because it's simple it's simple because it's perfect do you know what i mean it's not good for you no no it's like it's pure ingredients you're focusing on the purity of what you're making yeah and it also talks about things that so many kids shows just like gloss over Mm. it really goes in depth into like Really emotional stuff that kids do go through. Yeah. Grief and loss and yeah. personal change. And, you know, there's a developing story over the course of a season, but um, each episode has its own little arc, mm. really neatly well written, and the characters are all really vibrant. A real kind of, you feel an instant connection to them within a couple of episodes when you first start. The show builds and builds and builds on those those that great start and you learn more and, and those characters change so much. It really is like, it, it seems almost, you know, too reductive to say, oh, you know, it's a kid's show. Yeah. Because it's got, it's got so much going on. Well, I watched, watched it for the first time as an adult and I yeah. fell in love with her. I, I was, was at least 20. Well, <laughs> <laughs> all right, sure. <laughs> 
I do have a question, Chris. If you yeah. don't mind me throwing a question of at course, your way, please. slinging it to you, please. Um, why Avatar: The Legends the RPG? Ooh. Because it's just a been released, as I understand oh. it. We got a early kickstarted <laughs> version. We did. I believe this is the full version, this and is. it looks yeah, it looks like this will be releasing in book form soon, as to when we're recording this. Uh, but we, it's Magpie Studios, which are really really cool game studios. They've made they've made um, games like Bluebeard's Bride, which I will yes, not shut up yes, about. We the- all know. <laughs> um, but it's a really cool, diverse group of of game makers, and so as soon as we learned about Avatar, we were kind of all so to, 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 to peel back up. the curtain. We uh we were up until a week or so ago uh, working under the quick start rules, and then because uh, Ellen Ooh. Ellen herself is a uh, is a, a Kickstarter, backer. A backer. I am. I'm a supporter. Yeah. I'm a giver. <laughs> we are. We got. We have slammed through the full rules of this game. So you you are getting all of the Avatar mm. in this yeah. season. Mm. Yeah. I love that the guy who's wearing an Uncle Iroh T-shirt is like, yeah, we're just doing it because it's new. It's, it's not because I love it. It's or not anything. because it, no. <laughs> it it radically influenced my ideas of storytelling at the tender age of sixteen, <laughs> and it wanted made me want to become a writer slash director. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's what we're here for. That's what we're Come on, give that's the a, people that's a weirdly specific for. joke to me. No, right. <laughs> um, no, you know, this show um, impacted me long after, you know, right through my adolescence. I was 16 when I started watching it. I, I binged it um, and consumed a lot of it very quickly uh, in so- hot Australian summers when I was like 16 <laughs> and 17. Uh, it made a huge impact on my life, um, particularly on the standard by which I consume media. Mm-hmm. I recognise that this is a show that can exist, so why aren't all shows just Ooh, this good? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so I became a real snob about media when I watched I this. I love imagining you like just holding up DVDs like against Avatar and be like, no, 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 doesn't no. Compare. Think, think more me crouched on my like feet on a chair, on a swivel chair in front of a computer, oh, holding yeah. myself being like, this is amazing. Um, <laughs> like Elle from Death Note? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally that. I also think it's worth mentioning that. So when we, I get to take credit for this. I love this. Right. Um, well, here when we, go. we uh, did uh <laughs> When we uh, one of our Patreon tiers was a show that we did called Lunch Dates with Loki, uh, which was Ellen's baby, where basically you uh, interviewed uh, somebody, anybody about <laughs> fictional crushes that they might have, and yes. you brought your good friend Zola. I uh, sure did. Who <laughs> talked exclusively and uh, uh, ad nauseum about Zuko and pa- Zuko. passionately too. And so, and like the thing is, like, yeah, she's got to guess who we're talking about, and I literally thought I was so clever. I was like, oh, describe him as fiery, and then she like guessed. In like two minutes, and I was like, hmm, "Yeah, maybe that was on me." And then I just, I just remember we got to this season. I was like, "Why don't we add a fourth person?" Yeah. And what about that person who knows a lot about Avatar? Went on and on. Maybe more than all of us. It's very exciting. Zuko is super illustrative of a character who starts one way, starts as an antagonist, mm. and and it gets loads of uh, depth to them as they as they move through. Right yeah. now, what's the opposite of a heel turn? Oh, face, face turn. turn. Face turn. Yeah, face he has turn. a real face turn, <laughs> which is funny because of his face. Hey, <laughs> oh, hey now. <laughs> My goodness. Should we talk a little bit about, like, <laughs> if people br- are new, um, we talk about the quality of this show and, uh, you know, where it's pitched, but, like, what about the world of, of Avatar Ooh. and its rules? Yeah, absolutely. So the world of Avatar uh, has the central conceit that there are people who are able to manipulate one of four elements, fire, earth, water, or air. And there is a avatar, a character who is able to control all four elements who maintains stability over the world. 
because these element benders are kind of regionally locked. They're, um, broadly speaking, <laughs> ethnically informed uh, peoples. They are civilizations and they have in, uh, rich cultures and they uh, often don't get along with each other. And so it's the Avatar's duty to maintain order and balance. It's also like each each bending style or each manipulation of, of the elements is based on it's drawing strength from a certain... Different martial arts. Yeah, a certain character or a certain, you know, so firebenders. It's, it's like drawing strength from the sun. Um, so it's like, you know, this whole theme of there is one that represents unity in, in all. If firebending is passion, then the opposite must also be respected and, and held in, in kind of one figure, which is really cool. Yeah, it's a lot about balance, mm. balance within you and balance within the world as well. I also just uh, ethnic, like regionally locked. It's like, sorry, the uploader has not made waterbending available <laughs> in your country. A little bit, yeah. And I mean, balance, like balance being such a central theme in the show, it's pretty much the central mechanic of the game as yeah. well that's yeah. right so yeah. in this game you take on one of those uh, characters in that world and uh you uh roll 2d6 two six-sided dice the only die you need for the game those are the only dice you need and the game focuses predominantly on collaboratively telling a story there isn't a lot of animosity between the players and the GM. So the role of the GM isn't supposed to be working against the players. They're working collaboratively with them to tell a great story. And my focus is on helping shift that story forward. And I do that predominantly by the cool, unique system that uh, Avatar Legends has, which is balance, mm. where your character's uh, are primarily drawn between two conflicting ideas. Principles. Principles. And how do they live with those ideas, uh, those principles? Uh, how do they manage them? How do they go on through their existence, uh, moving between them, shifting along that track? And if they go too far one way or the other, they might fall off their their track. They might fall off entirely and become uh, something other, something different. Well, I'd really like the idea that as you move along the track towards one end of your principles, uh, when you roll with that, you become stronger. Say, mm. I'm, I'm far along the force track. I'm getting plus three force rolls. But that further I tip, the closer I come to losing my balance and, and going through something uh, traumatic or, or, or reckless or dangerous mm. yeah. because of that lost balance. So there's power to be found in sticking to your principles and investing in them. But... As we keep saying, balance has to be maintained. Otherwise, there are consequences. Mm. We see we see it happen in, in, in Avatar as well of characters who have this inner conflict. And, you know, even when it's not the universe or the situations, it is their own inner turmoil that is kind of just their whole world is off kilter. And it's really interesting to, to see characters who are who are changing, who are growing. And as a result, the whole shift that their perspective and their world needs to make in order to accommodate that. It's also a, a system that, like as you said, it it relies on collaborative storytelling to a to such an like an umpteenth degree that you know there's also this focus on the players. Like it's your story, literally. Mm. Like it's your path, and you have such like a hold over your own destiny to the point where the GM doesn't roll dice. <laughs> Like, it's exclusive. Like, we are literally in charge of our destinies in that regard. Like, the players roll everything. And yeah. it's never yeah. contested Ooh. against Chris. Yeah, he can bring NPCs and situations to us. And he can adjudicate what moves we're making. And therefore, what stats we're rolling with. 
but he he is not rolling dice like against us mm. ever, which is really th- cool. Yeah, I think you said it, Chris, where you you were saying your role is primarily to guide the story, which I think is really it's it's just a really cool perspective. And I love games that are collaborative because it's it doesn't feel antagonistic or it doesn't feel like you know some games it's like especially like D and D people are like oh I'm gonna kill your characters or look at my secret little screen. I love D and D. Don't get me wrong, but it's like my secret little screen which you will not. No, and and I will throw monsters at you from behind it. Whereas, yeah, no, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I, I love D and D too, but it does very much feel like you know, there's you, and then there's the DM, and and you're. I kind know of, how great, and you have to, <laughs> and you have to conquer the challenges, yeah. you know, yeah. rather than create something. And that's yeah. right. It's very much that style of Avatar, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a collaborative game. This is a, a one where I'm not being at like uh animosity i don't have any animosity to you yeah. as players I, and animositus, both, um, animositus. um <laughs> but this is a yeah this is a collaborative game and speaking of let's start building our world yes. so oh, wait before we do can, can we go around and say what like what nation we think we come from oh us as people because you know, oh. oh. like that's like other than like harry potter houses i'm always like and which bender are you? Oh, can someone pick for me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm terrible about knowing who I am. Uh, I personally, I think I would uh, be a waterbender. I, mm. I feel like I'm I'm quite a sensitive person. And, and water healing is a, as well. Yeah, water is a kind of compassionate healing element. I love Tai Chi, which is what it's based on. Mm. Those flowing movements. Um, and, they're, and they're like little cultures, they're little tribal cultures that are, that are very focused on little communities. So I imagine myself as a, a southern water tribesman. I would like to think that I'm, I'm water because I do think I'm pretty go with the flow. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. But I guess in, in creating Kana, I, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm actually quite a passionate person. And sometimes I have these deep, like, bursts of moral justice or like this cannot be like this is not right and it I makes me upset yeah. i would i would put you as fire yeah, yeah. same mm-hmm. i don't have enough no, i don't have enough passion to do like i literally i thought this I was like fire but also oh i don't have a drive to be in the fire nation yeah but i feel i am quite stubborn so i feel like earth nation is kind mm. of where yeah, i'm loves. at like i'm pretty pretty stubborn can be a bit, a bit difficult to deal with <laughs> <laughs> I also I, there's an argument to be had for air. I think for you, I was going to say kind of air. Quite, yeah. You're quite you're very playful and light, and and everyone wants I to get rid of me. I could yeah. see. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I could see. I could see. Does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could see you soaring through the skies. Oh, I nice. could see you 
buzzing about in a little ball of air. I could see that. Oh. You would love your own sky bison. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say Zola to me fits as air as well. I think I'm air. Yeah. I feel like I always, but you know, you know how you know I'm air? It's because I always flick between all of them. Like I always find mm. parts of myself in all of them. And then I'm like, I think I connect to myself a lot. And I think that's a very air nation. And I guess like what? a, or yeah, air nomads or the yeah, air nation. Yeah. Um, they're quite unattached to certain ideas or ego even. So it's like, like you said, with flitting between things, I like you as a person, I don't think has got a big ego. And so you're happy to like go with different ideas. Yeah, it's bad. I, I change my mind too often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that makes, like, no, that makes you like, the what? avatar. That, that, that makes Chris the avatar. Oh. Right. And that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> You're the director, so there you go. Love we're that all for you. in the well, yeah, we're all a different element potentially. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Sorry, that's so good. <laughs> Amazing. So let's talk about our world. Yeah. And well, I'm going to orientate our audience and our you know, players know we've done a bit of this work off mic. So we aren't going to play entirely as the game sets out, where we all step through it um, for you. The rules are really fantastic in stepping through how to co create the world and how the players have an autonomy about that and um, have a voice in that creation. That's in the, in the speaking about the scope and everything That's else. That's exactly like, yeah. right. Yes. And yeah. so we've done a lot of that off mic just so that this episode we can get straight into the action yeah. after episode zero because we have a, a fair bit of housekeeping to do as well. So this game is going to predominantly take place predominantly... Maybe maybe Whoa. it'll go some other oh. places. Whoa. Predominantly in the Earth Kingdom during the Hundred Year War in the late stages of the war. The current Fire Lord is a Fire Lord Azulon. The current prince is Prince Iroh, the Dragon of the West. I know these names. And uh, <laughs> his son, uh, Luten, uh, is the next in line. Uh, and then his brother, of course, uh, people who are familiar with the show is Ozai. Um, mm. So this is before any any yep. strange shenanigans, political, <laughs> political, political maneuverings. maneuverings. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is going to take place. The world of Altar isn't exactly lockstep in where things take place on the big map. It's a little vaguer, but for people who are familiar with the show, uh, Senlin Village is where effectively we're going to start off our story, uh, which if you've got the game, Avatar Legends, which I do really recommend that you do, um, that's near Natsu Island. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's a new region specifically for the game. Oh, really? Ah, yeah. Fantastic. Um, so it's across that uh, bridge of water between the Fire Nation and the Earth Kingdom. It's actually oh. the closest place between those two nations. Mm. He said Dangerous. deliberately oh. picking that space. Mm. <laughs> Gee, I wonder who will come across. Yeah, oh. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> What I don't could, know who you're looking at. What uh. could possibly happen? <laughs> um, the central premise of our story is one of determination, bringing them down, revenge maybe even. Ooh, 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 Petty ooh. revenge. A fight um, for justice. A fight for justice. A great way of framing that, Phil, yeah. for your character. Yeah, we have Zhang. Zhang. Who, Zhang, Pan Zhang Song. Pang Song, who is a soldier of the Earth Nation. Well, he wants was. to be. Yeah, he yeah, wants to he's be. A, he's a young man who is uh, effectively kind of squiring, assisting um, his sort father of militia. To, and the, yes. Yeah, his father and, and the militia that he fights for. So it's often sort of guerrilla warfare at this kind of stage with the occupying forces. And Zhang himself has been desperate to join the ranks as a full warrior, but 
Um, he's been denied so far. He's not ready. He's too young. But uh, he believes that he's ready to, to kick the invaders out of the Earth Kingdom. He's but a boy. But he is a young man. Not yet not yet a man, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Some might say. And who, who does he place blame significantly what's his one person that he his adversary his adversary so the hammers one of the hammers aspects of of the playbook is that you have an adversary and his adversary is a firebender by the name of bashira yuda um and he yeah. witnessed uh, bashira and his army of firebenders decimating a earth kingdom army in pitched battle which his his uh, father's militia took play took part in um, and unfortunately, after the Earth Kingdom forces were routed, he had to flee. And then there are he has no idea what became of the rest of the Earth Kingdom army, his father included. Uh, and he's really um, out to, to track Bashira down and, and bring him to justice and expel him from the Earth Kingdom. You weren't alone on that battlefield. And as you fled, you fled with Zola. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> A gnome from the Earth Kingdom. Uh, they let me in the show. It <laughs> was their mistake. How did you? How did we meet up? How did you join yeah, up? Yeah. So, um, Clove uh, left her hometown of Taku, which, if you are familiar with the show, um, it's where the herbalist is. Uh, the uh, Avatar gang spend an episode there. That's when they all get sick. That's correct. Yes. I remember yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So Clove is a trained herbalist and um, her parents, her father is off in the war and her mother has been taken by the Fire Nation. So she's kind of lost her ties there and decides to go and also help with the war efforts. So me and the Hammer have a lot in common. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so I joined the same kind of... Uh, what would he call it? Uh, militia. 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 Yeah. Great. I joined the same militia, so I am kind of a healer there, and I am healing in that battle where all hell breaks loose, and Zhang and I kind of escape together. Yeah. And in that time, we've kind of formed a bond as well, and then obviously after that, being just the two of us, we've formed quite a close bond, hmm. which is why I also am like, here's my ward, so he's the person that I look out for. Uh, kind of seeing in him this like fiery revenge, like makes me kind of want to look out for him as he's kind of my person. You at can the see moment. that he's yeah. on a path of, you don't of want possible self destruction. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to get too fiery. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm, like, Earth I'm like, come back, <laughs> don't run away, and don't lose yourself to the violence because that's, yeah, that's yeah. what turned the Fire Nation uh, in on the you know to, towards a, a war machine sort of thing. Yeah. You don't want to become the enemy. So while in he's them. gone like down a path of kind of anger, I think she's co- gone down a path of self reliance and. Uh, Kind of mistrust as well. It's interesting that you're the same age, right? And, yeah, and uh, yeah, she's you, 17 he's as your well. Ward. Yeah, or you see absolutely. him as your responsibility. Your, you know, so e- even there, there's a there's a focus on protection and kind of Im- your own maturity, um, valuing that over maybe your your friends. Ooh. And Clove, not only being a herbalist, is also an earthbender. Yes. Uh, uh, can you tell me a bit about what sort of earthbending? Yeah, into. so she kind. I think her herbalism, um, like this connection to nature, nature is really what leads her earth bending. So she's got like a very 
kind of strong spiritual connection to the earth. And so like her earth bending is more things like digging holes and like, yeah, stuff like that, like creating mud, things that uh, kind of give life as opposed to earthbenders we see a lot like Toph, who are very staunch and like- Aggressive. Yeah, aggressive. Mm. Like you, I don't think you'll ever really see her getting a rock out of the earth and like throwing it at someone. That's like not her style. Mm-hmm. The two of you are on the run effectively after- uh, fleeing a battlefield, yep. hiding, surviving off the land, thanks a large in part to Clove's herbalism and kind of survival skills. When uh, two months after after the battle, you encounter a waterbender by the name of Hello, <laughs> Tariq. 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 Tariq is his name. Yes. Yeah. Just getting there. Uh, yeah. Just got it. Lots, it's all right. lots on my the, iPad. The player here. who has changed his name twice since yeah. we started yeah. talking about yes, this. And right. how did you um, so, get here? Yeah, Tariq. <laughs> What's Tariq's background and how did he join the trio so yeah. far? So, worth noting that also at character creation, we choose uh, a background as well. So, for myself, it was urban uh, because Tariq is very much somebody who lived within the walls of all checks notes. Um, Agna Agna Kalar, which is the uh, predominant city in the northern uh, water tribe. And during the war, um, Agna Kalar had very much walled itself off from the entirety of every nation, basically, including its southern counterpart. So it cannot be broken, basically. Well, the Fire Nation either hasn't tried or when they have tried, it's been unsuccessful. So... A, he's never really seen war or seen much in the way of conflict. And B, he's not really aware of it. Um, but as um, Mr. Mr. Uh, Tariq has been a bit of a rapscallion, he had to fend for himself and he got himself into a lot of trouble. One such point led to him being exiled from his own city of birth. Without any parents, without any family or friends to deal with, he was left to his own devices and by himself. So being somebody that, you know heretofore has not been outside of the big city. He's in a completely unknown area without a direction, without a purpose and without anyone else. So when he meets up with these two people after two months of eventually straight up boredom um, <laughs> and also like no drive to do anything or be anything. It's like, it's it's no simpler or more complicated than, oh, this is something to do. Like in, in the most <laughs> legitimate of ways, it's like, huh, here's two like war-torn earthbenders who seem to want another bender around them. I'm not an earthbender. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Earth kingdomers. Sorry. And, and yeah, so he kind of like looks at it and goes, you know, much as a bender, a water bender is meant to do, that idea of going with the flow, but not because he's going towards nice. a sense of purpose, but it's like, well, I'm not doing anything else. And you are playing with the handbook, uh, the playbook, The Rogue, which the Rogue, means you're yes. torn between friendship survival and, and friendship. survival. Yeah. So at the, uh, a lot of the character growth that you, uh, your character is going to experience is going to be either forming friendships with people that are close to you these new friends that you have from different lands that have different cultures and different opinions of things or a reliance. Or doubling down. Doubling down and going back into yourself, uh, a, a trusting of your own skill set and knowing that you've survived before you can survive again and, and that comes at the cost of other people. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's not. It's like what I find interesting is that it's not so much around, like because you can look at Zola's two principles and my two principles and they sound quite similar. There's trust and self-reliance and then there's survival and friendship. But it's a difference mm. of, it's not that he doesn't trust people, just that he doesn't feel that he necessarily needs to be around people. Trust isn't really the issue. Just, oh, I've survived this long without people and friends 
who have not given a second thought to me, so I'm fine. Yeah, it's and, more detached. Yeah, and the more you rely on friendship, the less of your survival instincts you you kind of have, I guess. Yeah, mm. or that he has to use, has right? To use, yeah. Like he gets to like use a different side of himself because he couches everything in in kind of a, a good nature and humor, and and you know, then the thing is, how much of that is actually him? How much of that is a smokescreen? Mm. The person who you know laughs instead of cries, and and seemingly, whether it's true or not, just he also just doesn't seem to give much weight to the bigger states and politics in play in the world hmm. through either not knowing about it or just not really caring. And I think that's a big part of the dynamic too. So two months after the battle, the uh, two Earth Kingdom citizens, former militia, are joined by a waterbender. Uh, and then a month later, during their travels, they're joined by a... Uh, well, we're, that's actually where our, our journey will begin. Maybe we don't meet the fourth. But, uh, so the, just, the first, just, the just, the just first episode is going to begin with them meeting Ellen's character. Ellen, would you like to talk about Kana? Sure, yeah. What in particular would you like to hear let's, about? Let's hear about what their background is, what yeah. sort of character, what playbook uh, you're, you're running from. Yeah. How you ended up here near us. It's yeah. a very good question. Uh, so Kana comes from a background of privileged. Uh, her or privilege. Her her family are um, in the military, in the Fire Nation military. I feel like <laughs> we're just like staring at everyone's Ellen. just staring at me. We can't all Judgment. control where we come from. Although I did play this, select this character. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes. Yeah, so her her family are in the military. She grew up in a very privileged. Uh, life, um, never kind of wanting for anything. She's the only only child as well. Um, and she went to the prestigious Royal Academy for girls to learn firebending, which we learn a bit about in in the, the world of Avatar, but it's a, it's a very strict school where it is discipline of overall and it is um, so intense, the competition fostered between pupils that there have been deaths from Agni Kai's or a one-to-one challenge, essentially. Like, this is the world that she has grown up in. She has had to be perfect, like, the representation of her family's legacy. And as such, I chose the playbook, The Successor, (laughs) (laughs) who has to struggle between tradition and uh, progress. So the kind of idea I, I thought about for this character is, you know, finding out with the Fire Nation's propaganda and spin on how they they keep their their people immune to the actual horrors of what is happening, um, learning what your family is doing, learning that your family is is about to invade a different kingdom. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, is about to invade, is about to colonize, is about to take over, and that being a, a thing that just kind of breaks within her, so she runs away. <laughs> Yeah, so Kana's family take Kana into Earth, the Earth Kingdom, from the Fire Nation, mm. and upon witnessing the horrors firsthand, Kana flees, uh, is hiding, and doesn't do a great job. Isn't isn't the survivalist um, <laughs> that Tariq is? Uh, doesn't have that kind of um, survival instinct. Doesn't have that ability to look after themselves. Nor does she have the ability of like Clove does, who knows the land, grew up on the land, knows everything about the Earth that they're on. Uh, and this has, is Zhang's home turf too. He yeah. knows yeah. the land. Yeah, and, yeah. and has no friends. And, and so no. Kana is uh, living rough, doing it rough, and has escaped for about two to three weeks by the time uh, from her family. By the time 
uh, the first moment of our game will begin, the first act of our, our book. And that's where the story will begin. We do have a few things that we need to tie together. Um, very quickly, though, I just want to remind our audience of the ages of our characters because I think some of us did, some of us didn't. Uh, Zhang is 17. Mm-hmm. Clove is 17. Tariq is 16. Hello. And <laughs> Kana is 15. Yes. So <laughs> that'll give you give you a bit of an idea of the the uh, maturity that these characters may or may not have, and their unique perspectives on the world. As when we're very young, we tend to have uh, certain ideas about how the world works, and some mm. of them are right, and we grow out of them, and that's a shame. It's just um, funny because I teach. 15 to 17 year olds in one <laughs> class. So I've got, I know exactly what that dynamic looks like. Yeah, too. They're not benders, but still. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of growing up happens between yeah. 15 and 17. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Your whole worldview shifts. It does often. a little bit, particularly if you've been frontline on a battlefield. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. we, like we all have. No? Oh, yeah. Or, or, okay. Relatable. And be like, Here, this is your future. Yay. You will conquer these people alongside us. Aren't you glad? <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> um, so we're just going to do uh, the connections between our characters um, now some of them we've already talked about because mm-hmm. some characters have to have connections Zola as uh, the guardian playbook you have to have a ward and you've got Phil's character Zhang so what other connections do you have to have uh, my other connection is uh, blank looks like they're more than capable without my help I'm glad some of us can take care of ourselves. So probably that'd be Tariq. Yeah, I guess so. It's a survivalist, yeah. you know. Yeah. He's been thriving in, yeah, in the forest. fine. Thriving. And I think also, like, because I think with Zhang, it's not that I don't think he can take care of himself. It's more like an emotional thing of, like, I worry about you and I worry about the path you could go down. Whereas, like, with Tariq, especially not knowing him as well, like, your description now of him being like a jokester who's a bit repressive, she's not necessarily going to see that in you. She just mm. sees this guy who's very balanced. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like the idea of the wardship being as much spiritual as it is physical. It's like I have to protect you from becoming a bloodthirsty yeah, mm. because you'd, yeah. you're probably a better fighter than me. Definitely a better fighter than me. So it's like, I know you're fine on the battlefield. But you have to stop me losing myself. But what yeah. about his yes. soul? It's your, inter- yeah. your internal fight. Well, yeah. yeah, it is. It's a spirituality that a lot of benders, some, uh, not all, but some benders have more than those who uh, aren't benders. Um, yeah. They have a, a leaning towards spirituality. Um, the spirits are real in this world. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The spirits world is, is very real. That's something worth pointing out. Yeah, they're spirits are a big us, thing. Yeah, they're who gave Gave us bending. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Um, do you have any other connections that you need to, to lock down there? No, Zola? they are my two connections. Very good. Uh, Phil, do you have any connections? Clove has a way to solve problems with words instead of fists. It's really <laughs> impressive. Right, that fits. It's really yeah. impressive. I love That's it. It's great. Uh, and then my other is I worry Tariq won't be able to hold, hold their own when things get tough. What do you mean? I'm going to toughen them up. <laughs> Oh. Great. Yes, that makes so much sure sense. Sure, you're a survivalist, but when it comes to fighting, I think you're going to run away, you coward. Yeah. <gasps> wow. Time for you to learn how to hold your own on the front line. Ah, very interesting. Why? Um, after, our, you up. after our first game, we're actually going to revise these because Ellen's character will uh, be I've part of the social dynamic. Yeah. And so we, we, these aren't lock stock. These, these will tweak a tiny bit mm, after yeah. our first uh, meeting. Uh, we're doing this a little odd. We aren't having the four characters assembled at mm. the same time. We are introducing one during play. It's the pilot episode. But I think that's really <laughs> important um, uh, for the story to be organic. 
yeah. uh, and this is yeah. this sort of became what it became, um, which is I think most important that yeah. it's that the story and game react to the players. Yeah, that we aren't trying to um, fit everything into a small box. Um, Sean, you have some connections. Yeah, I do. With, uh, so, so one of them I was act- I think actually will work perfect for Kana. Kana. Um, am I able to hold that connection? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Hold please, it? please. But I'll, I'll action- let you know what it is now. Yeah, thank you. It's fine. So, uh, Kana is way too uptight. Too- <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we go. Too trapped in themselves. They need to break some rules. I don't know what you mean. <gasps> I've run away I from home. That. <laughs> That's enough rule breaking for a lifetime. Yeah, I'm going to bring playing. you away from tradition. <laughs> um, I'm going to teach you how to break dance. And then there's a. Uh, Clove is amazing, and I hope they like me. Maybe they're <laughs> worth playing it straight. <laughs> ah. Oh, I forgot to That's talk so about the teenage crushes <laughs> that will run rampant in this game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is interesting, hey? Oh, this will be interesting. We have never in Roadcast history, we may not Hit even on in this each one. Other. Yeah, we've never had a player romance. It's always been NPC romance. Yeah. 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 I feel like the romance is really important in Avatar because it is this like, it's a coming of age story, really. Mm. And like, they're done in such a beautiful, tender, genuine way. Mm. So I wouldn't be surprised. Just See, in opening our perspectives to other people, often we find love. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, spe- not me, though. <laughs> Speaking of not you, Ellen, um, <laughs> could you please tell us about your character's connections? Can you yes. please about Kana's connections? So they are obviously not formed because I haven't met anyone yet. However. Uh, but they are to be filled. This person has major concerns, fears, or grievances with my lineage. And with me by proxy. Hmm. <coughs> I feel like I that could be. Phil I'm, giving, is, I'm giving Ellen daggers I've here. never seen Phil angry. So this is uh, upsetting and I don't like it. That's why I'm playing this character. It's great. It's, been, oh, it's a great change. Yeah. 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 You yeah. need to shift your center. Phil. Yeah, that's right. Oh. And um, the other one is this person seems free of their past in a way I wish I could let go of mine. Hearing them talk about the future feels amazing. You gotta know who that feels. Yeah. <laughs> wow, these connections are so easy. Yeah. yeah. You've got your connection. Oh, wow. dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> I got so many of those coming. <laughs> we need like a special sound bite anytime you do that. Yeah. We are going to. Uh, wrap up episode zero very quickly, uh, very shortly rather, um, but just to give everyone uh, a sense of how the story is going to go. It's a story to take back a homeland, to maybe save a family member, to fight against your your traditional family and your loyalties there, the heartbreak there. It's to find a place in the world uh, or to reject it entirely. And it's a story about friendship companionship maybe love who knows i don't (laughs) our players don't but in a couple of episodes time i'm sure you will listener um with the story is going to begin in a forest because it's the earth kingdom and i feel that's appropriate you meet in a forest you meet in a forest (laughs) other than that i think that's pretty much where we're going to lead off episode zero. If yeah. there's anything else, uh, just as a quick, uh, this is for people who might have read the books and just want to be sure. All of the checklists, all of the X cards sort of stuff, mm. we're across that. We're all good with that. So that's all done. Yeah. I yeah. uh, just wanted to make sure, just in case people are like, hey, they haven't done that yet. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, not a thing we often do 
well, we play with each other quite often, and so yeah. it's not not usually a thing we include in our session zeros. No. We kind of do that off mic. We do that so, off mic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We have a big chat before a production. So yeah. just yeah. just to be aware that this isn't necessarily representative of a average game, uh, where. Four actors and a director. But we're not your performing. average, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're not yeah. your yeah. average bears. Yeah, but we, we, we do believe wholeheartedly oh, in absolutely. safety tools. Yes. Uh, integrate them into your games. Use them. They're very powerful. Storytelling games, collaborative storytelling games can take you to wonderful places, but also some quite dark places. Um, and that can be good, but it can also be quite scary. So safety features are paramount important. So mm. make sure you do use them in your games. Just so happens that we trust each other. That's a great point, Sean. Let's hear very quickly from our characters so that our audience can associate how our characters sound. All uh, right. So who's this, Sean? <laughs> My name's Tariq. How are you? And you're a waterbender? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> who who wants always... to go next? Uh, Ellen? My name is Kana. And I have to undo the wrongs my family has done. Very good. Very and- upbeat, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Phil? I'm Zhang. Oh. A warrior for the Earth Kingdom. I love Zhang's voice. Beautiful. <laughs> and Zola. Um, I'm Clove. I'm an earthbender and a herbalist. I'm 17. <laughs> and she's too cool for you. I think she's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and my Whoa. name's Chris. I'm going to be the GM, DM, storyteller, facilitator, whatever term you want to give me. Uh, Avatar. And this is the Avatar. <laughs> Avatar Legends Roll to Cast Season 7 Homeland. We can't wait for you to join us, and we'll see you in episode one. Yeah. Oh, bye, everyone. You have been listening to Homeland, which is a roll-to-cast production. The best way to find us is on Twitter, Discord, and our Patreon. All our podcasts are on Acast, Spotify, YouTube, and all good podcatchers. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash roll-to-cast. Avatar Legends, the role-playing game, was created by Magpie Games. Nickelodeon, Avatar, and all related titles, logos, and characters are trademarks of Viacom International Incorporated. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.